Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tas Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Luke Hill. He's a senior partner at Joseph Chris Partners Executive Search. So Luke, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I, I really like the topic, you know, that you're sort of expert in, which is sort of recruiting and people. I'm always trying to understand that better. When did this start for you? Yeah. So I guess uh, my my construction recruiting career began a little over five years ago, shortly after I got out of the Marine Corps. In the Marine Corps, I was doing chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear defense, which unless you're working for a three-letter agency or even you know some fire departments, doesn't necessarily translate super easily into uh, the civilian world. So wait, wait a minute though. I'm I'm curious now. You know, when you're training for things that you hope never happen, how do you kind of put people in the right mindset? Because you know. They know it's not real, but how do you sort of you know, put that training and, and create that environment? You know, the most effective tool I think we have with it is the one most people know us for in the military, and that's the uh, tear gas chamber. The whole purpose of the tear gas chamber in the military is to show you how to use your chemical protective equipment and to show you that it works. And if people aren't listening to us inside that chamber, they're going to inhale a lot of that tear gas and start choking. And I would tell everybody at the start of every briefing before we went into the chamber for training, I'd tell them all instructions will come from the center of the room. You will hear everything you're supposed to do come from me. You will listen to all instructions that I give you, because if you do not, you're going to inhale tear gas. You're going to start choking. You're going to cry and I'm going to laugh. And I did. It happened a lot. And you know, it, it's basically the whole point of it was to tell people, hey, listen, your mask works. Just breathe. And they breathe and wow, okay. You show them how to get anything out of it when uh, they first put it on and tell them, okay, take your deep breaths and they're fine. And they realize that. And, and that's the whole point of it. It's to tell you, hey, you're going to live, you're going to survive. And to get them to take that seriously of, hey, that's exactly how you do that in the real world. How much of it sticks is, you know, anyone's guess, but yeah, that's what we did. And it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the gas chamber days were a great time. And it's, uh, I think every time I encounter a veteran outside of the military now, and I'm talking to them about what I did, they're like, oh yeah, you were the gas chamber guy, man. I really hated you guys. <laughs> so from going from that to recruiting, what was it like? Yeah. So the, the biggest translatable skill set I think for me was that Within that job in the Marine Corps, our focus was on teaching these high-level topics and very specific threats and, and all kinds of crazy complex information to different groups of people, whether that's a bunch of uh, you know trigger pull and gun bunnies, as you call them, the infantry, or whether it's a room full of you know generals and colonels. So being able to communicate that diverse or that complex info to a diverse group of people has been extremely useful within the uh, recruiting space because, it, you know, we might be dealing with a uh, superintendent on a job site one day and a CEO the next. 
you got to be able to communicate with them and, and kind of meet them where they are. Sure. What What are the tips? Like obviously communicating complex things, I mean, we, we come across, what are the things you have to be careful of when you're doing that? Yeah. You know, it can be really easy to try to get too far down a rabbit hole or get too specific. There's a lot of times too in recruiting that people will start kind of filling in blanks on their own and it's easy to kind of just, yeah, 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 that's exactly right. And, you know, it's, you never want to not overshare, but you don't want to share information that you're not entirely sure on. It can be easy to just kind of get caught up in a conversation and, and just kind of roll with the flow. And you definitely don't want to promise something that's not true. One big thing in recruiting too, is it's, there's a lot of people that have the tendency to just kind of blast and word vomit everything about the job they're recruiting for right at the outset. And they're not really getting to know that person. They're not really getting to feel them out and see, hey, are they a good, you know, are, are, are they somebody who's going to align well with the, you know, the mission and the values? And, you know, you're not getting to learn what's important to them to make sure that not just, yeah, this person can do the job, but will they be happy where they're going? Yeah. And how do you assess? potential you know what it really comes down to it's whenever i talk with any new potential employer to work with to support a search for i always ask them tell me about what makes somebody successful on your team you know the person behind the resume you know i can find you the superintendent or the project manager who's got the right project background but i want to know too what are the motivators you look for in this person? What are some of those behaviors and indicators? What are your core values and your culture look like? And then you ask questions around those without giving everything up front of, hey, this company is driven by family and work-life balance and whatever. Because when you tell them that, you know, it, it's your, and then you turn around and ask them what's important to you, they're going to feed you right back those exact same answers. It's just about asking the right questions and and knowing truly what's important on both sides of the table. Yeah. When you ask that question, in your opinion, what's the best answer that you've ever gotten? You know, what what's the person behind the resume? I have one general contractor I work with in Central Texas. I do a ton of work with them. I, I think in the last two and a half years, there's not been a single time that I didn't have at least one open role with them. and. They are very, very core values driven, very aligned to that. Their their people are the pulse of everything they do. The first words out of their CEO's mouth in our initial call, when I asked him that question, he said, I want someone who is serving our purpose and commitment to excellence. He's like, and I need someone who, you know, it's not that he was looking for a yes man, but he said, I need somebody who adds to the culture, who has the same goals for our organizational growth and for developing new talent that I think we were looking at that time for a senior superintendent. And he said, I want someone who is a, you know, high level guy in the industry, been around doing it for a guy or gal, but been doing it for a long time and is passionate about taking all of that knowledge and everything they've learned and creating a whole bunch more of themselves on the team who can continue with their legacy, you know, looking for someone who wants to really leave that indelible mark. And then they've done a great job of it. Makes hiring for them a little tricky sometimes when uh, you're doing that because it's, you know, it takes your pool from, hey, this is the right project lists to these are the people that value it. 
but that's who you want. That's who's going to drive that growth. I find that a lot with companies utilizing systems like Traction and EOS and that are really well aligned with that, where they've got that kind of strategic growth plan that's in place of like, where are we in one, three, five, 10, 15 years? And that they have that where it's open, transparent, and aligned throughout the whole company. I find that they're typically the ones who have the best answers to those questions because they know exactly what they want. And when you hear things that maybe aren't, aren't aligned, how do you address it? If I'm talking with a client and I ask them about their culture and it's something that doesn't align with me, you know, one one that I heard recently, there was a uh, developer I was speaking with who said that, you know, just because of who we are as a company, one thing that turns some of our potential PMs and APMs off is that we don't just give trust inherently. People have to come in and earn it from us. And it's something that, you know, it's built over time. So it turns people off because they feel like they're kind of being micromanaged a little and they are. And I said, you know, that's, that's a big challenge for a lot of talent and especially young talent too. It's not, which is what they were looking for at the time. They want people who are going to come in and, you know, you can look at their past performance and know, Hey, you're a high performer. We're going to turn this over to you. We're here for, you know, we'll teach you how we do things, but you know, you're empowered and, and you're that, you know, that leader of the project. And, uh, she said it turns people off and that they are not the highest paying group in the world either. And that, you know, Hey, we think people just really got to earn their stripes before they get to there. And it's something about it wasn't sitting right. And I was, well, you know, it's um, I, I don't know that we're the right fit to support you. I wish you all the best on this search, but uh, you know, again, best of luck that this is where we part ways. Yeah. I mean, you talked about EOS and alignment and all that stuff, but uh, besides that, I mean, what are the, companies that you you find do the best in terms of attracting talent yeah so actually i put a post out on linkedin about it a while back about what i call a, a company and it's the companies that whatever that value so whether it's a formal thing like eos or traction or whatever but those companies that have something in place that is the, hey, here is where we are headed as an organization. They've got a vision for growth. They've got a strategy to get there. And everybody from the front desk receptionist to the CEO knows it, communicates it, and believes in it. That is contagious. And when people go through that process, it is very apparent to them. And if it's something that they believe in and want to be a part of, it hooks them instantly. And if it's not, they know pretty quickly as well that, hey, I'm not going to be the best fit. And that's, again, that's a good thing. It's it's okay for there to be these kind of polarized reactions, I think, within organizations. That's one of them. People valuing your people legitimately, not just lip service, living core values, not just having them as, you know, words on the wall behind you when you're uh, doing a video call with an somebody to interview. Those are really the biggest things. And then obviously, you know, there's money and everything and people paying the right things. And yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And and it's it's pretty apparent pretty quickly when you start working with a company if if they're really who they say they are. And um yeah, the ones that live it and breathe it and, you know, they they abide by it every single day. Those are the organizations that are winning. Yeah. Tell me about your podcast. Yeah, so our podcast, it's called Off the Hook with Erica and Luke. Uh, I host it with one of our uh, managing directors here, Erica Lockwood. We were talking earlier in the year just about how, hey, we have all these conversations all day, every day with people across the construction industry. 
why not create a platform for them to tell us about themselves, their journey, how they got to where they are. And, you know, for these executives, give them a chance to shamelessly plug their organizations. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had some some great people on. Uh, we, we've got some more upcoming interviews. And uh, even next week, we're releasing one with two of our uh, internal partners here who they just both crossed their one-year threshold with us. So we're, hey, tell us what you've learned in your time here. What brought you here? What's keeping you here? And it's been a lot of fun, as I'm sure you know. It, it's podcasting. It, it's it's not easy, but it's uh it's valuable and it's worth it. And um, we've built some great connections. Yeah, and I think you kind of have a fishing analogy. Yeah, so I have uh, referred to my. I am the self-proclaimed fishing recruiter because last year, actually, I'm coming up just about on one year of these videos. I decided I was going to do something really, really silly called From the Dock Friday. Our office is here in Houston, or Kingwood, Texas, rather, just north of Houston, on Lake Houston. About 100 yards behind me, straight through that wall, is a little fishing dock. I come out here early every single day, because ever since I could hold a rod, I've been fishing. And um, I come out early every day so that I can do a little bit of fishing before work. And it's a good chance to kind of clear my mind and just think some things through. And there was one morning I was out there and having some thoughts about the industry and I can't remember how it started, but I pulled my phone out and started recording it and started up this uh, from the dock Friday segment. And so I was on the uh, phone with a candidate one time shortly after that. And, you know, Hey, this is Luke Hill at Joseph Chris partners. And he goes, are you that fishing recruiter? And it just kind of stuck. So when we were coming up with names for the podcast, we wanted to kind of make a play on words for it. And so it's we picked off the hook because it's got the fishing connotation. But then there's also the, uh, you know, phones are off the hook. We're, we're always talking with somebody. And so our phone is not on the hook at that time. And that's our uh, kind of our little double play there. Yeah. What can fishing teach you about uh, how to operate business? Fishing can teach you a lot about business. It's uh, I've joked that eventually I will take all of my From the Dock Friday posts and pull them out and write it and expand upon everything in them. And there will be a book called, you know, Fish Tales or something like that. And I am totally not committed on that right now, but who knows, maybe one day. But what it can teach you, I think for one, just with fishing at all, it, it's it's patience. It's you're going to sit in the boat all day every year. If you're doing an all day trip, you know you'll sit there and you might not get a bite until you're on your way back into the uh, back into the launch. One thing I've joked around about a lot too is that you know one of the biggest lies fishermen tell is that uh, we always say, okay, just one more cast, and then we throw and we don't get a fish, so just one more cast, and then same and keeps going then finally you get one and you land them and it's great and you're excited so oh i'm just gonna do one more see if i can get another and then you're out there another hour and a half two hours and yeah for me that that's talking about tenacity and 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 just that you gotta keep getting up to the plate yeah i mean it's i even i went full bore with it one time on the uh, from the doc friday video completely cheesy talking about talent acquisition because i think there's a huge huge parallels there and said, you know, you've got to have the right bait. You've got to have the right hook. You got to have a strong enough line. And, you know, you need that right net man standing there to net the fish when you get it up to it. And and it was really, really cheesy, really goofy, but it's just amazing. Some of the things that'll come out there because I'm trying to get myself in the work mindset while also like watching splashes, trying to, okay, well, I know the fish are there and there's something new every week that pops in. And I try to keep it 
new. It's not always directly related to fishing. Sometimes I'm just, you know, this morning I talked about uh, having a dream is still a, it's important and valuable to, to have that, to chase that, that carrot at the end of the stick, I guess, for yourself, have that internal motivation. There you go. Is there anything I did not ask you, but you wanted to share? You know, uh, I, I guess just, and I can't, I can't really think of anything specific. It's, um, I guess I can share, you know, in addition to our construction recruiting services, which is what we do here specifically, actually I'll elaborate on that because I didn't talk a whole lot about it. Joseph Chris Partners, we are specialized in the uh, construction industry. We do both residential and commercial. I've got a huge focus in the commercial space with general contractors, subcontractors, really kind of uh, whatever, supporting hiring of anything from like project leadership up through the C-suite executives. But that's uh, that's Joseph Chris Partners. And then uh, in addition to our recruiting services, I am the director of our Veteran Talent Services Program, which is focused on partnering with construction companies to connect veterans and uh, opportunities within the industry, help grow both. I think it could be a huge piece of uh, some of this talent gap we've got. Great. Well, thank you, Luke. Uh, obviously, you have a a lot of fun with all the things you do. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>